Alright all you Streetlight Crusaders and wrestling fans alike out there tonight. Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special and now it's time for us to talk about what happened during the second half of Monday Night Raw from Lexington, Kentucky. Seriously, I really wanted to do you from Louisville, but according to Call of My Show, not gonna happen. And the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would see none other than Liv Morgan on a revenge tour against Zoe Stark for a qualifying spot in the Elimination Chamber for the Women's Chamber match to take place at the pay-per-view. And during this set contest, we would see action going back and forth, including a quick roll-up in the beginning of this contest by Liv Morgan for near fall only for her to pull off a Brett's Rope Code Breaker for near fall, and even Zoe Stark showing her strength with a nasty power bomb for near fall, only for Lip Morgan to come back with a crucifix out of the corner, still for near fall, only for Zoe Stark to come back with that nasty crescent kick to the face, unfortunately not getting the job done, but what would, would see none other than Liv Morgan pulling off a single knee face crusher directly into the oblivion to punch her ticket to Perth, Australia via pinfall. Then immediately after the match was over, we would see the Judgment Day making their way to the ring with our troops showing up for Damian Priest to finally get through to R-Truth in some way, shape, or form by explaining to him, you were never a part of the Judgment Day. We had our laughs, we had our fun, but you were never a part of it. Those beatings we gave you before, it wasn't an initiation, it wasn't a pre-initiation, they were just beatings. And tonight is going to be an execution. You understand? Only for R-Truth to have a serious look on his face, and I can see why, because the next match that would take place on Monday Night Raw would see JD McDonald going one-on-one against R-Truth. And prior to the match, we would see R-Truth trying to call The Miz and would say, hey, you, we need you, I need you in Lexington. I'm gonna get hurt by the Judgment Day. They ain't playing around, man. I need you here tonight. Only for Adam Pierce to say, oh, you need to go out there. You need to go out there. Your match is now. Go out there. Go out there. <laughs> and push him out there for Adam Pierce to just, you know, most likely say, I need a drink like he usually does. Only for this match to be, yeah, not a walk in the park for JD McDonald, despite this silliness of our truth. Because our truth would be able to hit an attitude adjustment only for Dominic Mysterio to pull JD McDonald out of the ring before he could take advantage. But R-Truth, following his childhood hero John Cena, would be able to hit the five moves of doom, better known as the shoulder tackle, the spin-out powerbomb, and the five-knuckle shuffle follow-up, only for JD McDonald to get a roll-up thanks to a distraction by Damian Priest for near fall. Even seeing R-Truth coming back during this match with that fantastic corkscrew elbow. But when he tried to go for the scissor kick, would come up short, but JD McDonough wouldn't because he would hit the devil inside for him to win this match and finally get rid of R-Truth out of the Judgment Day via pinfall. After the match was over, you would see Damian Priest celebrating with the members of the Judgment Day, only for them to realize R-Truth is back up on his feet standing, for Truth to fight off Finn, Dominic, and even JD McDonough, but Damian Priest who would get in his face would KO him in the face with a right hook, only for the 
living daylight's flag tag to get stomped out of our truth only for DIY to make their way to the ring to save our truth and for afterwards our truth to say hey you know what thank you guys I do appreciate it you know it's not every day you get saved by D generation X the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels the king of kings the cerebral assassin Triple H I only got two words for you no thank you but I can see where Archul's confusion is because if you look at Champa and you look at Triple H, they do got the same beard and you know, you know, minus the muscle, yeah, they really do look the same. And he would even ask how in the world Road Dog's doing, his former get rowdy partner. And you know, one day I hope to see a reunion between those two. You know, Archul's and K Quick, that would be. I mean, Archul's and Road Dog. Or Road Dog and K Quick, as he would call himself, that would make for one hell of a tag team. To see them get rowdy one more time would be awesome. But outside of that awesome news, folks, we will find out later on in the evening, and thanks to Carl and the Maestro, that would be the awesome truths and DIY tag teaming it up to fight against the Judgment Day next week. That should be pretty cool to see. And after that major announcement by Carl and the Maestro, Becky Lynch would make her way to the ring and would say that she's been obsessed with this business since she was the young age of 15 years old. Would talk about all of the trials she would do to get here, the fact that she would meet her husband here, she would have her daughter here, and would even talk about missing her dad's funerals and a whole bunch of birthdays and everything else that are major life events and would even have to explain to her that why her dad wants to fight <laughs> wants to fight Maui better known as The Rock for those who don't watch the Disney films and would even say that she's gonna have to watch the brutality that she's gonna go through just to make her way to the grandest stage in them all to retrieve a title that she hasn't held in over two years. Well, technically the title she's talking about is on SmackDown, but I digress, I see her point, I see her point. And then would make a toast to Rhea Ripley for her last few weeks as champion and would even say bottoms up. And for those who don't get the reference, she would call mommy a bottom at the press conference this past week, which, yeah, a lot of people really got interested in that. I bet they did. <laughs> Only for Nia Jax to interrupt the fun and come out and would say that she's a great mother and she hopes that she could lead by example one day if she ever becomes a mother and would say that, yeah, you're going to win that chamber and go to WrestleMania, but you're not going to fight against Rhea, you're going to fight against me. Only for Rhea Ripley to come out after weeks of getting squashed, beaten, and battered by Nia Jax to get in a slugfest in Unipesh with her, taking her down with a double leg takedown and beating the daylights out of her. Even at one point, going into the corner that Becky Lynch was in, only for a condominium smash to happen and for Nia to squash both Becky and Rhea, only for Becky to respond back with a front drop kick to the face of Nia, and for the two possible people to face off against each other at WrestleMania to stare down at each other, then 
for Rhea to switch her focus right over to Nia Jax, kick her in the face, and for her to say you're gonna have to kill me to take this title. Which I got a feeling Nia Jax might arrange that. Yikes. And immediately after that would take place, folks, we would hear from Drew McIntyre talking about the fact about how the internet thinks that he is trying to get Cody Rhodes to fight Roman for him to get a crack at Seth Rollins, but Drew would say he's the underdog here. He's going to go in the elimination chamber and try to fight in a fair fight and try to fight Seth Rollins at WrestleMania when he wins. But would then say to Cody Rose that, you know, you shouldn't be in the ring with me or in my prayers because it leads to bad things for you. Talking about the match that he has next week against Cody Rose. Of course. Then in the next match that we got up in qualifying form for the Elimination Chamber, we see Ivar going one-on-one -on -one against L.A. Knight. Yeah, where we would see Michael Cole still upset about Valhalla not wearing the horns. But outside of the horns not being worn, we would see a Viking-esque like war in the match, which would see LA Knight pulling off a beautiful superplex off the top rope for near fall to Ivar. Even Ivar showing LA Knight a tour of the islands with that nasty winging version of a power slam for near fall even a tiger bomb that would take place still for near fall only for this match to end in impressive fashion after Ivar would hit a spinning kick to the face of LA Knight only for the doom salt to be missed and a blunt force trauma to be hit for LA Knight to punch his ticket to Australia and to win this match via pinfall and the next match to take place on monday night raw would be our main event of the evening which would see none other than shinsuke nakamura going one-on-one -on -one against Sami Zayn. and Sami Zayn earlier in the night who believed in himself said that he's got this only for shinsuke to pop up on the screen saying that he's smart for trying to have his own pity party and to get his fans behind him to help him try to get onto the road to wrestlemania only for shinsuke to prove how much of a pity party he's about to have during this set contest because we would see a shinsuke nakamura-esque like counter to the kinshasa with a blue thunder bomb for near fall even seeing None other than Sami Zayn pulling off a beautiful Mishinoku driver during this match for near fall. But Shinsuke would come back after we would see a torpedo DDT get encountered with a high jump kick and a Kinshasa from Brett's rope right to the back of the neck of Shinsuke, or should I say Sami Zayn, only for near fall. Only for Sami Zayn to get the upper hand in the closing moments of this match with an exploder suplex in the corner. But just when he was about to go for a haluva kick, after what happened before the match where we would see Drew McIntyre saying, keep your name out of my mouth and stay out of my business, 
for him to say that you're in my way for Drew McIntyre to move out of the way only to interfere later on in the night and cause a distraction for that halluva kick not the finest mark and for the back of the leg of Sami Zayn to get taken out from him due to a drop kick right to the back of the leg then a Kinshasta three seconds later your winner Shinsuke Nakamura to win the main event for tonight's Monday Night Raw but after the match was over, Drew to prove his point would stomp out Sami Zayn with the help of Shinsuke Nakamura. Only for Cody Rhodes who said he had his back earlier in the night to really prove it. Not only to hit Drew McIntyre with a beautiful Cody cutter, but would even hit Shinsuke Nakamura with a crossroads to close out Monday Night Raw for a lot of things to happen next week prior to a certain dome or chamber down under in Australia at 5 a.m. in the morning for those on the East Coast. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> but what will happen next week? Will we see the American Nightmare on his road to WrestleMania turn to a nightmare sooner than what he thought? Will we see Shinsuke Nakamura end up in a qualifying match? And who is going to end up in this last chance battle royal to be the last person inside of the chamber for the women? We find out the answer to that and more in a press conference or whatever the world The Rock's gonna do on SmackDown next week for another exciting edition of Monday Night Raw. That I got a feeling just like Triple H said last week on SmackDown is really starting to heat up as we get further through the road or to the road to WrestleMania. And I guess with that said, folks, we might as well head back to that music. And when we return, we'll be back with more Streetlight Delight as the Tuesday night special rolls on right after this. So don't head downstairs for that post-midnight snack just yet, folks. And stay tuned. 